Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the Atta Imna Matsasi, where Moshe Rabbeinu turns to Hashem and he says, and now if you find favor in my eyes, reveal yourself to me. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos, Parshas Ksisa, and that, that year, it was the 17th day of the month of the first Adar, in the year Tafshin Mem Aleph, 40 years ago. So again, the Chassidic Discourse is based on the dialogue and the verses in this week's Torah portion between Moshe Rabbeinu and Hashem, where he says, the And now, if you find favor in my eyes, I'm going to point out the word Chain. Chain is favor, because Rebbe is going to deal with this word shortly. And the verse continues, the verses continue on to say, Laman so that I can find favor of your eyes. So you see this word chain when he's mentioned a second time. And then he says, Hashem says to Moshe my face is going to go, I'm going to be there, I'm going to, I'm going to lighten the load for you. And Moshe Rabbeinu, after Hashem says, fine, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show my face to you, he says, if your face is not going to go, do, um, uh, don't take us up for Altalaymazah. And how would I know? How would I know? How will I know that I found favor in your eyes? Again, the term chain again. And then he says, that we're going to be totally, um, separated and singled out, um, from, from the whole, all the nations of the world. And the verses continue on to say, um, and remember this is the beginning of the, uh, the fourth Aliyah, which, uh, that year was on Purim Katan. This year it's on Shushan Purim Katan, where Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, this that you asked, I will also do Kimatsasi Chain Beinai, because you found favor in my eyes. So you see that the name, the term Chain is used over and over again. There's something about this idea of Chain, which we'll learn about in this Chalik discourse. Shabbos says it's known the uh, the uh, different uh, the questions that are brought out in the different uh, Hasidic teachings of the Chabad uh, Rabbeim, and specifically um, the Hasidic discourse with this title, the Atam Nomatsasi of Shabbos Parshat Kisisa, uh, from the Rebbe Rashab in the year Tafresh Ayinches. And the question he asks is, as we already pointed out a little bit, what's the idea of chain that it says so many times in these verses? What's this chain all about? What's what's the issue? Because we know the Rebbe says it says in the in the in the, in, 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 the, in the prophets um, it says sheker hachain that chain is falsehood. Here, Moshe Rabbeinu is all about asking for chain. Hashem said, I'm going to give you chain, but it says clearly, Shekhar chain, um, in, 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 in the prophets. And, and like, there are brings in the Talmud that says, Shekhar chain, when it, when it says Shekhar chain, what is it referring to? So it says it's referring to the chain of the times of Noyach. Why? Because it says, Noyach Matzah Chain Beinei Hashem. Noyach found favor in the eyes of Hashem, uh, in, the, in, the, in the eyes of Hashem. And we know that it was actually a, a, a negative part because, as the commentaries say, that in his, in his generation he was righteous and other generations he would have been righteous. So you see the term Chain in reference to Noyach is not necessarily a great thing. That's number one. Also, 
that another opinion in Talmud is when it says Sheker Achein, falsehood as Achein, is referring to the generations of Moshe Rabbeinu. In other words, even that means that even the Chain, where it says in reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's also a negative. And that's why it says Sheker Achein, the falsehood of Achein, either it's referring to, to uh, the generation of Noyach and Noyach, and that's obviously a negative, or it's referring to what? The generation of Moshe Rabbeinu, and that is a negative. Now, the question is, why is Chain a negative? In, in reference to Noyach and in reference to time to Moshe Rabbeinu. So it's brought down Exodus and explains because Chain, what does Chain mean? Chain is you're finding favor, grace. So in Kabbalah, it's called the Sarusa de la'ila. It's a gift from above. Just a free gift. So anytime it's a free gift, even though it's a gift, it's very nice, but it's chain, it's, it's sheker, it's falsehood, because you didn't work for it. Real, real, something where you put effort and labor into something, that's beautiful, that's satisfaction. But when you receive a gift, it might be a huge gift, but chain, it's not. It's not something which is graceful. Graceful is something that you work for. Because there's a, there's a, a super, a quality and the super um, uh, elevation that's, that that applies specifically when something comes as a result of, and I'll say the word in Hebrew, when someone puts in their own effort. That's what's real chain. That's real beauty. When a person puts the effort in, the person puts the the the, the time and the effort and the toil and the, the thought and the emotions, that creates real chain. <clears throat> so if that's the case, that we see that chain is something which is a gift from above, so what's this whole idea about chain over here? Now, the Rebbe brings also, it's brought down in in, in the Talmud, in Tractate Psachim, so it says that we know the famous, um, so it says 26 times we're, we're thanking Hashem for all His kindness. So, so, so the question is, what is the 26 referring to? So it says the 26, the thanking Hashem for all his chesed, for all his kindness, is referring to the 26 generations from when Hashem created the world until he gave us a Torah. Cause there's, a, there was, there's, um, 10 generations, um, from, uh, from Adam to Noyach, and then Noyach from Avram, and then from Avram to, to the Torah was another six generations, 26 generations. And those 26 generations, we didn't have the Torah at that, at that point. So why were we, what, where was, where was all the energy? Where was all the blessings coming from? When you learn Torah, you, you create a lot of blessings. But before the Torah was given for those 26 generations, where did they have the blessings from? And the answer is that was given as a gift from Hashem. So when it says, all the kilom chas is referring to the 26 generations from the creation of the world till we receive the Torah. And that's why it's called Kilalim Chasta. It was in the Chas of Hashem. There was no, there was no personal effort. In other words, the, the, the drawing down the energy that took place until the Torah was given. In other words, in the generation of Noah, as we already mentioned before, in generation of Moshe Rabbeinu, as we already mentioned before, as we, as, that's called Shekhar Chain, falsehood, referring to Noyach and Moshe Rabbeinu. And up until, Moshe Rabbeinu, up until the part of giving the Torah. Why is that? Because that came from the Chesed of Hashem. Which again, we learned before, it's called the Yisrusa Leila, an awakening from above, it's a gift from Hashem. And that is something which is called Shekhar Achim, it's falsehood, real effort, that's real Chain. But when it's Chain, it comes a gift, that Shekhar Achim refers to all the 26 generations from the creation of the world until the, we receive the Torah. 
If that's the case, that Chain has, so to speak, like a, um, not necessarily a positive outlook. It's all about like a Shekhar Chain. It's a, it's a, it's a cheap thrill. So what's, what's Moshe asking Hashem, give me Chain, and I found favor in your eyes. Hashem says, I'll give you Chain. I mean, Chain is not a, doesn't look like it's a, it's a, it's a positive thing. It looks like it's like a, a um, it's a, not necessarily a negative, but it's not necessarily a positive where it's, where it's, where, where it's, where it's, um, uh, Chain. It's actually called Shekhar Chain. That's question number one. Question number two is, Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, if you're not going to panecha holchem, if you're not going to show your face to me, but Hashem just said, panayelechu, my face is going to go, vanichoisilach, I'm going to lighten your burden. So what is he saying to Hashem, if your face is not going to go? Hashem said my face is going. So what 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 what, is, what does that mean that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, after Hashem said my face is going to go, like as if he doesn't trust Hashem, what, what's the, what, what does it mean? So the Rebbe explains, and he says as follows, that generally in the uh, in many of the Hasidic di- uh, discourses, they explain there's three different levels. There's three levels. What are the three levels? So the first level is something which is called, and I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it, it's called the Sarusa de la which has nothing to do with Esrusa which means, Esrusa means a gift from above. It's a, an awakening from on high. Nothing that we did, nothing with human effort, nothing with physical effort, nothing with that we, that we had any part in. It's called the Sarusa Leila. That's one level. In other words, all of a sudden Hashem gives you a gift. That's called the Sarusa Leila. It's a gift from on high. That's one level. Then there's another level. It's called the Sarusa Delatata. That's when we put in our effort, whether it's prayer, whether it's story study, whether it's doing a mitzvah, whether it's charity, whether it's a kind word, whatever effort we put in. That's a second level. And then there's a third level. The third level, it's a fusion of the two. When we do our avoidah, we do our work, and Hashem responds with a, with a, a surusad leila, that's the third level. So again, the first level is just a gift from Hashem. The second level is we put our effort and we succeed. And the third is we put in our effort and Hashem shows us tremendous chesed. Those are the three levels. Now, in the third level, when we put our effort in, Hashem gives us a, gives us, so to speak, a gift. So there's two ways that we can receive the gift from Hashem. One is, which is called Mido Keneged Mido. Measure for measure. Like a reward. So in other words, when you put in the effort, and you put in the effort, Hashem gives you a gift. How great and how big is the gift? The gift is as great and as big as the effort you put into it. But then there's something which is called another level in the Susulayla, which comes after Susulatata. And that comes in such a gift, which the effort you put in has nothing to do with that gift. The gift is way much greater. Two different levels. So again, just to recap. First level is Hashem gives you a gift. Isusulayla. Second level is we put the effort in. The third level, and there's two parts to it, we put the effort and Hashem gives us the gift. In the third part, when we put the effort, Hashem gives us a gift. He can give us a gift commensurate to how much effort we put in. Mido, kamega mido, or schar, reward, etc. But then there is, we put the effort in, and Hashem gives you a huge gift. Okay, now, so if that's the case, if Hashem's giving you a huge gift, why do you have to put the effort in? And the answer is, because when it comes to a gift from Hashem, 
Why is he giving you the gift? He's not just, that would be a source of Layla. He's giving it to you because you did something. And it's like, the Rebbe brings the expression when it says in the Talmud that if Elav the Ovid Le'Naichel Anashay, Layla Matante. Someone's giving you a gift, but why? True, it's a huge gift, you didn't expect it. But obviously, you must have stirred an emotion. You just stirred a, a, an, an idea in them that they want to do it for you. So, even though, again, the effort you put in doesn't come near the gift, but it did create an awakening. So, in other words, when we do our part, so in theory, we should only get the first level based on what we did. But the answer is no, no, because once we did our part, wow, Hashem is totally impressed that we're willing to put in the effort, and He'll give us much, much more than we put in. And like the Rebbe brings in the Zoyar, the Zoyar says, and it's an important piece in the Zoyar, Hashem does not rest only in a place that's complete. In other words, in other words like this, a complete relationship is, if it's from just giving, that's not complete, it's coming from on high. If we're just doing, it's our avoida. The complete is, we do our part, and then Hashem gives us much, much more, much greater than we put in. And that's an atar shlim. That's complete. Complete is, we do our part, and Hashem gives, as Hashem is infinite, He can give infinite amount of blessings. So the Rebbe says, <clears throat> when the Torah, in this Torah portion, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying that um, if you find favor in my eyes, and Hashem says, I'm going to find favor in your eyes, the term chen over here, what is that referring to? Not like in a generation of, 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 um, of Noyach and Moshe Rabbeinu in the 26th generation from creation of the and Torah. Over there, what chen was it? That's the, the first level. Hashem was funding the whole, all those 26 generations coming from the funding of Hashem. We weren't learning Torah, we weren't doing anything. But in these verses, we're speaking about the chain, it's referring to, no, we're doing our part, but the chain that Hashem, Hashem is going to give is, it's going to be off the charts. But it's going to be inspired from the little effort that we put in. So when it says chain in these verses, it's referring to a susa which means it's an awakening from above, it's a gift from Hashem, but it comes through, uh, it comes through our avoida. So it's a gift, a hundred percent a gift, and a huge gift. But it has all the qualities of our avoida because we're putting in our avoida, we're doing our work. Because, like, because we're doing it because obviously Hashem, we were, Hashem, so to speak, was inspired by us doing our part of our work. In other words, we all know, we all want to see, we want to see, for example, if you have children, you want you see the children put in the effort. Once they put in a little effort, you're happy to help them. Otherwise, you're going to create crippled children if you just do everything for them. So you want them to do, once they do, then you obviously help them even more. And that's what it means when Hashem says, my face is going to go, I'm going to lighten your burden. Who knows, what's that, what does that mean, I'm going to lighten your burden? It's going to be an expression of chen. What does it mean, chen? Chen means you do your part, and then Hashem is going to give a gift which is going to be off the charts. And that's what it's referring to in these, per, in these verses. Now, so what does Hashem say? You do your part. Once we do our part, then we're going to get the chain. What's the chain? The chain is the face of Hashem. Hashem is going to show up and give us blessings, infinite blessings. 
So the Rebbe says, in this Hashem showing up and creating a punim, a face-to-face relationship and a clear and powerful gift from Hashem, there's two levels. What's the two levels? The first level is Hashem shows up, reveals himself to us, however it translates, and bestows upon us these infinite blessings. So when Hashem is with you face to face, you don't want to have any distractions. You want to just be focused on Hashem. You want that relationship to be strong. So what you need to do is you need to basically you want to say, Hashem, I want your face. I want to be with you. I want private time with you. But I don't want any distractions. I don't want anyone to be able to take away from our precious moment. Now, even though this revelation is specifically to the Jewish people when we do our work, but nevertheless, you have to tune out the outside noise. So the first level is Hashem is revealing Himself, but there's outside noise that has to be tuned out. That's one level. In other words, the revelation is amazing, but there's outside noise that you have to, that to quiet the outside noise. So we do our effort, we put in our avoidah, and Hashem reveals Himself, it's amazing, one-on-one with Hashem. Revelation is huge, infinite revelation, but there's still static outside. There's still noise, there's still friction, there's still unrest that, that's out there. And obviously, you have to make the effort to keep it focused. That's one level. But then the Rebbe says there's a deeper level of revelation. And this revelation is when the not only the panemius, the panem of Hashem comes, is revealed, but the panemius of the panemius, the internal of the internal, you have the greatest revelation. Now, once it's so powerful, when the revelation is so strong, there is no outside noise. There's nothing outside. The, the present is so powerful that there's no, there's nothing outside the present that exists. So therefore, the Rebbe says as follows. Again, to recap, before we go f- further. This, the gift from Hashem, Isus that's times of Noyach and Moshe Rabbeinu. Isus that's our avoida. What, what, what we hear Moshe Rabbeinu is talking about, he is talking about, we'll do our avoida, but Hashem, you should reveal himself to us. And pun him upon him. So the represents pun him upon him is two levels. Hashem is revealed, but there's outside noise. But then there's a level, Hashem reveals the essence of the essence, nothing really exists because the revelation is so powerful. So this is what Moshe Rabbeinu, the Rebbe says, was asking Hashem in the second time. Hashem said, Pani Aleichu, I'm going to reveal myself. Life is good. I'm going to, re- I'm going to remove the burden from you. So Moshe says, that's very nice, but there's still noise outside. What he's saying is, in the second time, in, in Panecha Holchim, I don't, I don't want this the first level where Hashem you reveal, but it's still static. There's still noise. There's still challenges and troubles in the background. I want this to be what revelation? The revelation of Pneumius of Pneumius. That when the essence of you are revealed, there's nothing outside. Nothing exists outside of the relationship. And over here, it's not like I have to say, okay, make it quiet outside. It's not, there's no outside. The present is so strong, the outside doesn't even exist. And that's what Moishu asked on the second time. I want the Pneumius of the Pneumius revealed. And over there, there's no room for anything outside. Why? Because over there, the expression is Yisrael Malka Bechuludei, which means Hashem and the Jewish people are totally one. There's nothing else that exists. When there's nothing else that exists, you don't have to exclude anything. The only thing that's really, really 100% present is us and Hashem. And that's like what, it's, what, what the verse says, that we're totally going to be 
almost like in a, in a, in a, in a, in a whole different in a whole different world and a whole a whole a whole different cloud. Literally, Vinifleno, we're going to be totally totally taken away from 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 anything that exists out there. In other words, what does Nefilinu mean? It's, it's a wonder. It, you, it, Hashem is going to create such a wondrous experience that in the wondrous experience, nothing else exists in, in that place. And that's why when it comes to Torah, it says, the midst of learning Torah, it says, Hashem says, it's not totally, wow, a wondrous thing that you can to, to accomplish. It's not far away. It's not on the other side of the sea. And the Torah says clearly, this is what it's not. But what is it? It's very, very close and near to you in your, in your, your mouth, which is your speech and your heart and to do everything. So the Rebbe says, what do you mean? On one hand, we're saying is it's very near, but on one hand, you're saying it's not far, it's not, it's not wonder, etc. The fact that the Torah has to tell us that it's not, it's not, it's not this and it's not that. In other words, it's not, it's not in a place, it's not a wonder, and it's not very, very far away, and it's not the other side of the sea. Obviously, that what we might, what our initial thought is that it is Neflesa. It is totally wondrous. It is something which is off the charts. Why? Why would I think it's off the charts? Because what's the Torah? You tell me, learn Torah. So I'm saying, what do you mean? It's a wonder. It's, it's all, on the other side. Why? And the answer is yes, because it's the Chach Masai Return Shalgash Baruch Hu. Torah is the intellect and the will of Hashem. So sure, if it's the intellect and the will of Hashem, we're fine and Hashem is infinite. Sure, it's, sure it's, we might think it's out of reach. And it's totally, it's a nifla, it's wonder, it's like totally wow. It's something which we, we, we can't fathom and, 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 and grasp. And that's why the Torah says, yeah, agreed. You might think it's off the charts because it's the intellect and the will of Hashem. But the Torah says, no, no, no. It's not off the charts. And on the contrary, it's very near for every one of us to learn Torah, to think Torah, to behave Torah, and to observe anything and, and be connected to Hashem. And the same thing also in our case. Moish Rabbeinu, what did he ask from Hashem? That we, sh- what, sh- what, what, what type of relationship we should we have? You know that thing that we thought was off the charts? And Hashem said, no, 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 it's very, very, very easy. That, that's what I, that's what I want. I don't want to have where Hashem is revealed, but then again, there's noise outside. I want to have, wow, that intellect and the will of Hashem, the Neflinu, where Hashem is totally off the charts should be something that should be a stroll or malka day. It should be just a unique one-on-one relationship. That means when you're sitting, learning Torah and praying and doing mitzvahs, the only thing that exists is Hashem and there's not going to be any distraction that you have to somehow tune out. Which means practically, everybody says like this, that even though where are we today? We're living, we're living in Gullus. We're in exile. And not only we're in exile, we're, we're living amongst nations of the world. We're, not, we're, not, we're living amongst the nations of the world. But nevertheless, even though we're in exile, even though we're living amongst the nations of the world, we could be bring ourselves out from the Gullus mentality, out from being in nation's world, and we can be totally one with Hashem. How is that? When we do our part, Hashem reveals Yisrusa Leila off the charts, and as the expression is, premius of the premius of Hashem is revealed, and up to the point where it adds, the essence of Hashem is revealed. And once the essence of Hashem is revealed, you're totally plugged in with Hashem. So to recap, what the Rebbe is saying over here in a very, very beautiful way is, Moish Rabbeinu was asking that we should do our part, 
And once we do our part, you know what Hashem should reveal to us? The essence of Hashem. Panim Panim, Atmos Mahos. And once that's revealed, you can be living in Golos. You can be living amongst the nations of the world with all the distractions. But when we're focused in with Hashem and Hashem's focused in with us, Hashem gives us that Isus Leila, there is no Golos. There is no distraction. There is no challenges. We're just focused in with Hashem. We need, when does that happen? When we do our avoidah, then Hashem gives us that chain where Hashem reveals himself panim to panim. Now, the Rebbe said like this, even though, even though we explained, the Rebbe's going to bring it up a notch, and he says like this, even though we explained before, there's different levels in chain. Like, for example, there's the Susul Eila, times of Noyach um, and Rabbeinu, and then the Susul Tata, and then the Susul Tata, which brings us Eila, which that's the highest level. But nevertheless, the Rebbe says, you must say that even the lowest level in Chain is connected to the highest level. So here the Rebbe is going to go and revolutionize the whole idea. Till now what we learned, the highest level of Chain is, we put our effort into it, and then Hashem gives us a huge gift, we're totally focused on Hashem, there's nothing that exists in the world. The Rebbe says now that even the lowest level of Chain, where it's totally a gift from Hashem, is connected to the highest level. How is that? The Rebbe explains like this. The Rebbe says, based on what explained many, many places, in reference to the idea of Yira, being all of Hashem. So there's different levels in Yira's Hashem. There's the, from the lowest level, which we'll explain soon, different levels, to the highest level. Now when we say low higher, mean lower level of Yira means you're doing it for an ulterior motive or you're out of fear. And the highest level is you to see the light. So, there, so it's explored that in many places in Chassidus, that all the different levels of all of Hashem, they're all connected. From the lowest level, which means the selfish reason why you have years Hashem, to most altruistic level, it's all, it's all connected. In other words, like this. And I explain. There's different levels in Yira. There's Yira's Haroimimus, which means the highest level of Yira. You're in awe of the greatness of Hashem. You think about how amazing Hashem is, you're in awe. In awe. Not fear, God forbid. You're in awe. You're like, wow. Hashem created the world, maintains the world. It's like, awesome. That's the highest level. Then there's a little lower level. You're in awe, but you're more like an embarrassment type. It's called Yiris Boishas. Or and, and on, on a Kabbalistic level, it's called the level, you know, in the, in the Yud, there's like the dot on top. It's called Koitzeh Yud. Like this, the small little Yud on top, which is the highest level of the, uh, highest level in Yira. On the lower level of Yira, this, you're afraid Hashem is going to punish you. It says in the Torah, if you do this, this is going to happen. If you don't do that, that's not going to happen. So you're afraid of Hashem. Which is the lowest level of Yira. It's still, it's still Yira, it's still all of Hashem, but you're doing it to, for a fear. Now there's two reasons why people have a relationship with Hashem. One is afraid of punishment, and one is because you want to have, you want to be connected to the light. So the ultimately you want to have that loving relationship, you're connected to the light. Even Yira, you're, you're in awe, you're, it's a positive thing. But then you have the lowest level, fear of punishment. But nevertheless, they're all called Yira. Whether it's the highest level, the lowest level, it's not different names. They're both called Yira. Obviously, there's a connection between all of them. In other words, what does that mean practically? When a Jew serves Hashem from the lowest level, because he's afraid of punishment, it's still connected to the highest level of Yira's Boishas and Yira's Haroimus. There's a connection. So that's in reference to Yira, that you see that from the example from Yira is that the lowest level of Yira, whether you're afraid to, God forbid, to sin, or Yira's Boishas, Yira's Raimus, they're both connected. So the same thing also when it comes to Torah. Because we know, it says in the prophets, Torah is called Shashriyim Lefanov. 
Torah is like one of the biggest, you know, it's the, 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 one of the biggest pleasures of Hashem. What is Torah? Torah is the intellect and the will of Hashem. So if you think about Torah a second, it's the intellect and the will of Hashem. Like, it's like the highest level, if you want to talk about levels in Hashem. Obviously, Hashem is beyond, beyond levels. But for us to understand, the Torah comes from a place of Chachmasa, returning to Baruch Hu. And if you look on the Kabbalah chart, which Ratzin is the highest era, Chachma is the second to the highest. So Torah is sourced in the highest level of Hashem. But, if Torah would be in the abstract intellect and will of Hashem, how would we relate to it? So the Torah came down many, many levels. And it has, it talks about physical things. It talks about houses, it talks about uh, money, it talks about uh, quarrels, it talks about physical, what it, uh, planting, planting, everything in the, everything. This Torah has composed many, many mitzvot, physical mitzvot. But, so there's a Torah on a spiritual level, the intellect and the wisdom of Hashem, the pureness of the Torah, and then there's the way Torah was diluted down to we can relate to it in this physical world. Now, what happens down in this world? What do you, if you want to connect to the Torah of Hashem, you learn halacha. What is the, what is, what is the Jewish law about, about Shabbat, about Kashrut, uh, holidays? I mean, this is a Jewish law, all the areas of Judaism. Now, when you learn Jewish law, it tells you, do this, don't do that. Technical, physical things, how to behave in this world. In the Mish, in the Mishnah and the Talmud, you have reasons and logic and arguments. But in halacha, it tells you simple law, what to do, what not to do, etc. Now, so let's look at the, the gap. On one hand, Torah is the intellect and the will of Hashem. Heavy, heavy, deep stuff. Wow, this is the intellect of the will. On the other hand, it's almost robotic. Do this, do the other thing. So where is the greater excitement? In the intellect, and where's the greater light? In the intellect and the will or the physical action? For sure in the intellect and the will. But nevertheless, when you learn halacha, when you learn Jewish law, and you behave like a Jew according to, according to Jewish law, you are connecting to the intellect and the will of Hashem. We connect to the intellect and the will of Hashem, either through studying the intellect and the will of Hashem, or by doing it. And doing it, which is a simple act, connects us to the highest level. And when we connect to the highest level, we draw in the intellect and the will of Hashem into the action. By learning Torah, we're actually drawing in that powerful energy. It goes both ways. When you do it, you're connecting to the highest. And when you learn it, you bring it down into the physical world. As we know, what does it say in the Talmud? Godel limud. The greatness of learning Torah is shemevil demais. It's going to cause you to do action. And literally, even to an action when you have no intent. You can do an action with it, with kavanot, meditation, or you just do it. Whether it's keeping Shabbos, Kashras, Passover, whatever, whatever the halacha you're doing is. Or like, for example, we know the famous line that says, if Hashem instructed us to stand and chop wood, and that would be a mitzvah, we'd do it. Why? Because it's not important what Hashem is asking you to do. You're doing the will of Hashem. So one hand is the will of Hashem, but on the other hand, where is it expressed when you do it? So the action is connected to the will of Hashem. So there are two examples. One is of Yira, where the lowest level of Yira, being afraid of fear, of a punishment, is connected to the highest level of Yira, which is Yira's being in awe of, 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 of the greatness and uh, being like so, uh, humbled by Hashem. And the same thing when it comes to learning Torah, that the 
intellect and the will is the highest level, but the action is connected to the, to, the action is connected to the highest level of learning Torah. Shabbat says the same thing applies to Chain. What does Chain mean? Even in the lowest level of Chain, where Hashem is graceful and Hashem gives us, you know, Isus and Leila without us doing anything, in there we also draw down the highest level as well. So even though we want to really put the effort in, and that's what's going to cause Hashem to give us the greatest gift, Isus and which it creates Isus and Leila, but nevertheless, even when Hashem just gives you a gift, even the regular Chain is also connected to the highest level. What does that mean? And they're going to explain on, on a practical level, and we know in, in, in Kabbalah it's very, very important in Chassidus, you have to explain things by Vodas Adam. How does it apply to us in our serving Hashem? How does it apply to us on a practical level? So Rebbe explains and he says as follows. It's known what, what's explained, that this is what we, what we learned before. It says, Sheker Achein, Achein is falsehood. When is that referring to? So one opinion was it was the times of uh, Noyach, and the other one is the generation of Moshe Rabbeinu. So, what do you mean generation of Moshe Generation when we receive the Torah. So when it's, so we're referring to the Cheker Achein, the falsehood of Achein is the times of Moshe, and it's not referring to Moshe his whole life, it's referring to up until we receive the Torah. Because after we receive the Torah, which is also the generation of Moshe So when it says Sheker Achein, falsehood of Achein, it's referring to the generation of Moshe until we receive the Torah. So now the question is, one second. What are we saying? Sheker Achein, falsehood of Achein, when the generation of Moshe Rabbeinu. The whole generation? No. Until we receive the Torah. After we receive the Torah? No. It's no Shekhar Achein. We receive the Torah. We're learning Torah. So how can you go ahead and make a statement that, you know what Shekhar Achein means? The generation of Moshe Rabbeinu. <coughs> there was 40 years after, after we received the Torah that they learned Torah. So how do you just go ahead and say the generation of Moshe Rabbeinu? It wasn't this whole generation. It was totally received the Torah. So Rabbi explains, and he says something very powerful, and he says like this. In the generation of Moshe Rabbeinu, you have till you receive the Torah, but then you can also have the component, the qualification, the definition of till you receive the Torah, even after you receive the Torah. So in other words, like this. There's before receiving the Torah, which we know what that is. That is a gift from Hashem. Shekhar Achein. After we receive the Torah, we put the effort. We're learning Torah. But it's possible that even after we receive the Torah, and even after we learn Torah, we're still on the level of before Matan Torah. What does that mean? It explains like this. Even though a person can go ahead and work hard and learn Torah and, and observe the mitzvot, and complete, 100% learning Torah with the proper kavanot, etc. And doing all the mitzvot you're supposed to. But what's lacking is the chiddush, the novel idea of the, the fact that Torah was given. What does that mean? What's the difference on the spiritual love between this before the Torah was given and after the Torah was given? We know the patriarchs kept the Torah before it was given. And the answer is, because before the Torah was given, there was a component that was as follows. There was a certain understanding. Hashem is in heaven. We're down here. That's God's domain. This is our domain. What did the Matan Torah accomplish? That Hashem came down to Mount Sinai and Moshe Rabbeinu went up to heaven and there came a fusion between, between heaven and earth, which means heaven can come down to earth. That means this physical world can be infused with godliness 
And this physical world can be elevated to a godly state. <clears throat> so up until the Torah was given, spiritual spiritual, physical is physical. After the Torah was given, physical can be imbued with spirituality and physical can be elevated. So what does that mean? After the Torah was given, it's like as if the, before the Torah was given, very simple. <clears throat> when you do a mitzvah, you do a mitzvah. Hashem says you do it. But if you're doing a mitzvah cold, like you're doing, a, okay, I did the mitzvah. I kept Shabbos, I kept, I keep kosher, whatever it may be. But what's not felt in the physical component of the mitzvah is your godly soul. That means there's a disconnect. Godly soul prays and studies and meditates. And yeah, I'm, a figure, I'm checking it off the list. That's like, that's living after Matan Torah, like before Matan Torah. Living after Matan Torah to completion means that in the physical world, in the physical mitzvahs that we do, the godly soul should be felt there. That when you do a physical mitzvah, the energy of the godly soul should be felt. Because if the energy of the godly soul is not felt, then it's like doing it like before Matan Torah. In other words, what happened in Matan Torah was there's a union between the godly and the physical, between the heavenly and the materialistic, between the godly soul and the animal soul. That's what happened in Matan Torah. And ultimately, when is that completion going to be? where there's not going to be any difference. Godliness is going to be revealed in this world. This world is going to recognize godliness. In a complete state, unfortunately, it's not going to happen until Mashiach comes. As the prophet says clearly, Hashem Hashem is going to be revealed, and literally the flesh, the physical flesh, is not going to be a flesh. It's not going to be physical. In the physical flesh, you're going to see godliness, which that means you're going to have the total union between godliness we call on high, and physical flesh, which we call down below. Now, the fact is, you're going to say, wow, just relax. It happened before. When did it happen before? When Hashem came down to Matan Torah. When Hashem gave us a Torah, the whole world felt God and godliness. So it's not like a foreign concept. It was already in the world. And before Martin Torah says it also happened when Hashem split the sea. Why did Hashem split the sea? The whole world saw that the world, the physical world, is a godly world. And as it says when, it, when Hashem split the sea, it said, Everybody was able to see literally in the physical world Hashem, godliness, God and godliness. And as we see clearly, because what does it, what does it say that... Um, Marabet's boy, they took a physical finger and they said Zeus. Why do you take a physical finger and say Zeus? Why can't you say this is Hashem? Why do you take a physical finger? But the answer is because it was literally in a way that the physical finger, the physical materialistic flesh of the finger, the, 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 the physical finger felt godliness. It wasn't just they were pointing at something else. No, no, no. The finger itself was God. They saw godliness in their fingers. And that's why it says that on the, on the sea, a simple maidservant, not a not a Jewish maidservant, a non-Jewish maidservant, were able to see what the greatest prophets didn't see. Why is that? Because literally the physical 
veil of the concealment was, was taken off. And you're able to see God and godliness into the world. And that's what happened basically in Matan Torah. Matan Torah accomplished that in the physical world, godliness can be revealed and godliness can be felt. And that's why every single day we make a blessing before we learn Torah. It's called Birchas Torah. Before you learn Torah, you make the blessing on the Torah. What's the blessing? Baruch HaTorah Hashem, bless you God, that you give us a Torah. So the question is, we make, make, today we're getting up, we're making a blessing. Baruch HaTorah Hashem, God's giving us a Torah. God gives us a Torah. Hashem gave it to us a long time ago. And we already made the blessing yesterday and the day before. But the fact is, even though Hashem gave us a Torah, and we made the blessing yesterday and the day before, etc. But literally Hashem re-gives us a Torah every single day. How is that? Because the fact is, last night you went to sleep, you were exhausted. So what happened? How come you got up today? You have new energy. Where did you get new energy from? You didn't plug yourself into a wall like, like you do for a phone or for anything else to charge it up. And the answer is because when you go to sleep, yeah, we were knocked out. And Hashem gives us a new soul, a new life. So today is a new day. And the fact is when you make the blessing, and interesting, the Rebbe says that there's two opinions, a big discussion in Jewish law, when whether it's an obligation in order to study, in order to study, it's an obligation. You have to make the blessing, or is it just that um, it's an added dimension in in learning to draw in po- powerful energy? And there's a whole discussion whether it's uh, whether you make the blessing in public or in private, etc. But Rebbe actually brings um, um, from the encyclopedia Talmudis has a whole long discussion there with a lot, a lot of references, a lot, a lot of different sources about the biblical and the biblical obligation of, of making the blessing, or it's a rabbinic obligation, etc. But it's irrelevant. The point is, to stay focused, is that we make the blessing. Why? Because we become a new, a new human being. So therefore, every single day, till the day we die. We make the blessing on the Torah. What does that mean? Because, so before you make the blessing on the Torah every day, you, we are in the level of, of before Matan Torah. And as until we make the, it's a powerful idea. Every single day, until we make the blessing, Baruch Hashem, God gave us the Torah. So, we, so we're a new person. We wake up, we're a new person. So if we're a new person, what's our relationship to the Torah? It's a gift. It's a gift. But when we stop, we say, no, no. Thank you for the gift, but Baruch Hashem, I'm blessing you, Hashem, that you gave me the Torah. So now I'm switching from before Matan Torah to after Matan Torah. Because until I make the blessing, it's a gift from Hashem. So it's called Sheker Achein. It's a gift, 100%. It's Chain, it's a gift. But it's Sheker. After I make the blessing, what happens? Now it's real chaim because I made the effort, I made the blessing. And now the blessings are, are, are based on my effort, even though the, the gift is much, much greater. It's Hashem's Torah, it's infinite. But then again, so the fact is, there's a whole different level between before and after Matan Torah. So you're going to think, one second, until I don't put that effort in, I'm not going to have that powerful connection. It's going to be Shekhar Chain. Rebbe says no. Because the fact is, like Rebbe explained before, just like gave the example from all of Hashem and learning Torah, and the same thing also in reference to Chain. That in the lowest level of chain, even the fact that we have a Torah as a gift from Hashem, we're able to connect to the highest level. And the highest level of the way Torah is after Matan Torah, where it's, where it's, where it's not Shekhar Chain. Up until the highest level where it says on, on the, on, 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 in the verse 
um, in the in the in the first ver- uh, for the first verse of the of the uh, of the uh, of the aliyah for that time when Rebbe said it was Purim cotton and for us it's uh, it's uh, Shushan Purim cotton that uh, Hashem says Gam es even this thing that you asked for as I'm going to do which means Hashem says I'm going to give it to you I'm going to give you Panim Bifanim I'm going to give you Shushan Leila so obviously you put in the Shushan you're going to get it but even if not you're still connected to that level. And therefore, the Rebbe says that obviously, since this Torah portion is, is, is read on Purim cotton in that year, or in this year, Shushan Purim cotton, so obviously it has, it has, it has a profound and deep connection. And especially when we read it, we read, it, we read the Torah portion, um, in, in public and, uh, and, and, and make a whole, um, <clears throat> a whole, a whole, uh, uh, public announcement that we're, we're studying. So obviously it has a connection to everyone. So Rebbe says he'd like to connect this with, together with what it says in the Hasidic discourse of the Kibel HaYehudim, of Purim Katan, in the year Tafresh Pei Zayin. And the, the, the Rebbe explains over there that this is what it says in the prophets, Mipi Oilalim V'yoinkim, Yisada Ta'oiz, Lahashbis Oyev Mesnakin, which means, based on the mouth and the learning Torah of the children, we will have a strong foundation and we will get rid of all the enemies. So the Rebbe says, one second. What, what is the prophet saying? We're dealing, dealing with Oyev Mesnakin, which he's saying it's, it's little children. Now we know little children don't have an obligation to do the mitzvahs. We educate them to do the mitzvahs. They don't have an obligation. And like it says in the Zoyer, children don't have an obligation yet. So how can you say that through the children don't have an obligation to do the mitzvahs, that's gonna, that's gonna wipe out all the enemies, that's gonna give us the strength? And Rebbe says exactly. Based on what we learned before, that even in the lowest level, lowest level of chain, or lowest level of yira, lowest level of Torah, and lowest level of chain, you have the highest level, the same thing also as follows. A little child, from when he's born, even though he does not have yet a, a biblical obligation to do the mitzvahs, but he has the, ha- even a little child does not have the obligation yet, he has the, he has the idea of chain, and he has it on the highest level, up until the point, as Rebbe explained, made, used the expression before, Yisrael, Malka, B'chodeu, that we and Hashem are united in the, mo- in the most unified way, that literally we are one together with the essence of Hashem. And based on this, Rebbe says as follows, we're going to learn, we're going to understand the lesson, how it applies to us in our serving Hashem, that we need to, you know, just like we learned that what the children are connected, even though they don't have an obligation yet, that we need to be busy with, the, with educating the youth and the children. And like the previous rabbi said, and we, we educate, we educate the youth and the children will come to the promise where it says in the pro, the prophecies, the, the, the prophet says, So the verse says, that um, they start to bud in in the in the earth, and it came time, you know, to reap the 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 uh, the, the, the the produce, and you you heard the, the sounds of the, of the turtle dove. One of the comments say it's actually referring to the sounds of, of Mashiach, but the, but the Rebbe brings from the Zoyer that he explains the verse as follows: that when it says that that the the budding start to see in, in the earth, it's referring to the little children, the little children learning Torah. In other words, when when you have little children learning Torah. 
So that's the time for the, for, for, for the, uh, for the zamer, which means to cut out all the weeds, to get rid of all the negativity. And it was by le- children learning Torah, that's where you'll get rid of all the problems and all the challenges. And through that, we'll get to the, to get to the level of koil hatoy nishamaratseinu. We're gonna hear the voice of, of, of gula. We're gonna have the gula hamitis vashlema. The, the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption is gonna happen in Meheira of the Amenu Mamas very quickly and obviously in our times in a literal way. Obviously, it's a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse because it deals with obviously different levels of chen. And But more important, you see from the Rebbe that the highest level comes from, when we put our effort in, the blessings come infinitely. But the Rebbe always beautifully says that even though we're not in the highest level, any level we are is always connected to the highest level. So let's hope and pray that we'll... Uh, We'll learn Torah, and we'll learn the the uh, when we, we'll we'll merit to the the grace of Hashem. Like Derba says, we'll have the Gula Mitzvah Shlema, and next class will be in your Shlaim Irakoidish. Have a great and blessed week.